Hi, Connectors. Welcome to another episode of Connected the Podcast. This is the last episode, oh, I know, in New York. New York, I love you. You were so awesome to me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for connecting with me. And in this episode, Connectors, you will connect with singer, songwriter, Erica Flowers. I am so excited. Yes, I am so excited because Erica and I, we have a bit of a history, but not too, too much, but just enough. And I am so excited because now is the time that I have finally gotten to connect with her. And guess what? you now get to connect with her. So I'm excited for you, excited for Erica, because, well, let me stop talking so you can connect with singer-songwriter Erica Flowers. So you know what to do. Sit back, relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast, and... Let's get connected. We are connected. Erica Flowers, thank you so much for having me here. Where are we again? We are in Hoboken at Pier A Park. Jersey, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so y'all, I met Erica in undergrad. She what year did you graduate? 2012. 2012 and I graduated two years before you wow um so yeah we are both alumni of Loyola University New Orleans shout out and now now she is here she is a singer songwriter if you saw her in New Orleans you've seen her seen her at the New Orleans Opera opening for Manny Fresh Al Green who else have you opened for um I opened for Talib Kweli once yeah. show there um modest yahoo that was a great opportunity what? a couple of people yeah new orleans was the city of great opportunities for me mm-hmm. when it comes to music and you've been doing your thing out there and here which is where i saw her maybe a week ago now in new jersey and she is doing amazingly i'm really proud to see her out here in new jersey but you're not from new jersey are you where are you from No, I'm not. I'm from the Bronx, New York, actually, but my entire band basically is from Jersey, so that's my connection to here and different venues. So the other night, that was my Jersey show. Yeah, (laughs) y'all, and she killed it. She really did. So you're from the Bronx, born and raised? Yes, born and raised. And do you have any siblings? I have a little brother. He's 20. Aww. Is your brother in the arts, or are you just the only one with, like, all of the good genes? Because you're gorgeous, and your voice is amazing. Thank you. Um, I th- I believe I'm the only one in my family that's musically inclined. There are definitely people in my family that are huge fans of music. My little brother, he's always listening to music, like, from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I can say that there's definitely interest in music in my family um but yeah i'm the only singer and someone who plays an instrument oh i didn't realize you also play an instrument what do you play well i know how to play piano um 
but more so recently I play guitar and ukulele. I'm teaching myself how to play guitar now, actually, so it's a journey. How did you get to playing the ukulele? Um, actually, my guitar player, Keenan, bought me a ukulele because um, I showed interest in playing guitar, but for me, with the neck being so much wide and like motor skills, it was easier for me to start off with ukulele and I picked it up pretty quickly. It's definitely a fun little instrument. So you play the ukulele first and now the guitar? Yes. So how is it changing from the ukulele to the guitar? Um, I feel like I have a better understanding of the instrument itself. The way it's set up is kind of different, but it's easier now I don't know, it's, I always call it the split brain thing, mm -hmm. where you're like thinking of where you're placing your hands for the chords and then like strumming with your other hand. So it's gotten to be easier having started with ukulele to transition over to guitar yeah. as opposed to just saying, oh, let me play guitar. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think like you could have learned the guitar first and then learned the ukulele or learning the guitar first would have made learning the ukulele easier. I'm just interested because yeah. I think the guitar is like an awesome instrument. I want to learn how to play it because like you can't bring a piano on an airplane with you, but a guitar you can. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm just wondering, interested in maybe learning and wondering if I should pick up the ukulele first or a guitar. I think it's easier to make your way around the ukulele one less string mm -hmm. well it's four strings it's like two less <laughs> I, I but um, yeah I mean it's easier to wake your way around ukulele but in terms of like playing all sorts of genres and not having it sound like you're in Hawaii or something mm -hmm. for every single song yeah I would say playing guitar is more universal in that sense um, but yeah I mean it's really based on the person I tried out guitar and didn't really have the patience for it, Aww. so I kind of chickened out and went to ukulele, I guess, uh -huh. and now I've built myself up to the point where I feel comfortable with mm -hmm. the guitar. It's just a matter of practicing, Yeah, you know? Of course. All it is. So how skilled are you with the piano? Uh, I read music. I've always, I mean, I started piano lessons when I was 10 years old. Um, with a teacher in the Bronx and high school I had piano class college I had piano class but was I ever into piano not really <laughs> so I mean I read music I can accompany myself with simple chords and such but I'm not going off like Alicia Keys oh, or anything no. <laughs> I was looking forward to seeing you like, oh what? yeah if I practice enough, I mean, all of it's based on practice. Right. Like, right now, I'm trying to get to the point where I could play a set by myself with a guitar. Right. That's the goal, and I think within these next couple months, I'll be able to do so. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, I could do some crazy solos, too. But right yeah. now, just laying down the chords is my focus. Okay. So, taking it back a little bit, um, I know you from Loyola, and you... What was your major at Loyola? I started off as a vocal performance major my freshman year mm -hmm. with a minor in psychology. Okay. 
Um, but then I realized that's not really for me. So I switched off more year to music industry studies, mm -hmm. uh, vocal track. So I was still taking my voice lessons and choir classes and such. But I got a chance to take some business courses that I f really feel was beneficial to me mm -hmm. and should have been required of all of the music majors. Because yes. I mean, when it comes to copyrights and legal issues and stuff, I think everyone should know at least the basics of that. Shout out to the music industry department. Um, a few episodes ago, I can't remember which episode, but Professor John Snyder was the guest. And as I told you then, he is the um, chair, I believe, director over the program. So just another shout out. So before Loyola, did you study the arts? Yes, I did. Um, I went to LaGuardia High School in Manhattan. That's a performing Shout out. <laughs> yeah, great school, performing arts. Um, I was a vocal major there as well. So I kind of been at it. Um, and my voice teacher, who was also my piano teacher as a child, actually helped me prepare for that audition for that high school. She went to that high school as well, so kind of following in her footsteps, but that was definitely a great decision for me because mm -hmm. um, I knew from an early age that music was what I wanted to do. Wow. And yeah. what I felt comfortable with doing, so. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you said, what, 10 years old you started playing piano. Yes. What age did you discover your voice? Um, I think I discovered my voice before then. I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house and just always singing like Disney songs or like church songs with her, um, really encouraged that. And she was the one, my grandmother actually is the one that pushed for my mom to put me into these piano and voice lessons at such an early age because she saw my interest in singing and she's like, you got to put her in some voice lessons. So shout out to grandma. Aw, shout out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I knew that I wanted to do it for a long time and luckily I've always had supportive family and friends and just people in my life that pushed me and saw the talent in me and helped me nurture it yeah. to the point that I'm at now. And it's always so amazing to have people like that around you. And it seems like your family, your friends now, you were saying you're, um, you're now guitar player it seems as if he pushes you often to make you see and oh, my pages are flying just push you to that level that he knows you can reach and i know that you have a huge future ahead of you just seeing you the other night like i'm excited to see what's ahead mm -hmm. Thank so you. oh you're welcome um so after loyola what was your first job after Loyola, hmm. well, I stayed in New Orleans and I was doing lots of things down there, still performing with my band. I had a church gig on Sundays, rehearsal in the week. So that kept me up to speed when it comes to like the classical realm. Because mm -hmm. um, I spent many years studying classically. Um, but what was I doing? Oh, I was working at a school, an after school program, Lycée Francais. Okay. Um, that was fun. No, I'm not a fluent French speaker at all. That's why I was in the after school program where they're not required to speak French. They still would. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of little things. The school, the church gig. 
Um, I was working at a massage spa. Wow. I wasn't giving massages. I was oh. just at the desk mm-hmm. convincing people that they need to be massaged. <laughs> Which I do recommend for everyone. Oh, oh my gosh. I need, like, I need one right now. It feels like you're walking on air uh, after. It's amazing. And you know what else I suggest? Hot yoga. Like, do you ever do yoga? Um, I've done yoga. I'm afraid of hot yoga because I feel like I'll pass out. <laughs> yeah. You know, that. I hate hot yoga. But I suggest hot yoga mm-hmm. because, like, afterwards, your body feels just like after a massage like you're just floating yeah so you should look into something it. to think about yeah maybe <laughs> kind of but I'm not going with you okay um <laughs> how is life how, like being back here in New York how are you I'm doing well New York is home for me so it's not like I'm in any sort of unfamiliar territory mm-hmm. coming back was great to see family and old friends and I'd never really tried out the whole music thing up here before, so I didn't really have expectations for it because I didn't know what to expect, Um, but I was definitely welcomed onto the scene pretty easily. Getting gigs wasn't an issue or anything, and people were definitely receptive to it. Um, There's a lot of venues here in New York and in Jersey, so that was a huge thing. Like, New Orleans, I feel like... It's kind of a small city. Yeah. It's very small in comparison to New York. There's a lot more venues up here that cater to um, a broad span of genres. And I feel like um, original music, not that it wasn't accepted down in New Orleans, but it's people appreciate familiar, Mm -hmm. the familiar down there. Up here, it's like people are really about the artists and seeing what they bring to the table and like I know I'm really interested in hearing people's original work when I go out um so yeah but New York's been great I'm happy uh I'm not happy with the colds luckily right right now we're outside in the park so clearly Uh, it's nice out it's beautiful like 75 degrees and I miss that weather definitely like Uh, couldn't you imagine right now we're sitting out here with some crawfish oh my gosh oh Oh, that's about to be a reality for me in a couple oh, days, actually. I'm so jealous. Yeah. What? <laughs> You're moving back to New York, New York, New Orleans. Yes, I am. Oh, wow. Are you excited about that? I'm definitely excited. I mean, it was a pretty spontaneous decision. Like, two or three weeks ago was decided. So in the span of, like, three weeks, nice. I'm, like, moving to New Orleans and basically got all the stuff together. Got a place ready and all have my um I don't know everything's basically situated my church gig back and such and looking forward to just being in that creative environment Mm -hmm. um because New York is great but it's a big place um like I said earlier my bandmates are from Jersey so just the commute back and forth whether they're coming to New York to rehearse or me going to Jersey to do so um everything's really spread out freezing (laughs) um but one of the big factors is that new york is just so expensive and it's always been expensive but now that i'm like in adulthood and like paying for my own stuff i go from my independence of living in such a low-cost area new orleans to coming back to new york and wanting to do the same thing which is not really possible right off the bat. Um, it takes a couple 
to get situated and such and I've never been a fan of nine to fives or corporate uh, jobs at all and ooh, <laughs> right yeah seriously so it takes a, an amount of hustle up here if you want to be jobless doing freelance and such and that's what I've been doing recently like freelance work and just focusing on music and it's definitely been great but looking at the grand scheme of things um I just feel like New Orleans is a better place for me at the moment and I have the freedom to travel around so yeah awesome. yeah New Orleans is going to be home base but I definitely want to travel around some more that I have this freedom be able to travel to close cities in the area come back home to New York go to DC Philly yeah. and of course this is all with music in mind and mm -hmm. being able to perform at all these places yeah so. for sure yeah um you mentioned earlier that New Orleans likes the familiar mm -hmm. um how would you classify your music genre wise uh, my music is a blend of a lot of things a lot of genres that influence me, but I would say mainly soul pop, kind of. Because when I say R&B, people are thinking like Brandy, Usher, kind of R&B. And you hear that mix in there, but I'm really influenced by a lot of things like mainstream pop, um, reggae music, jazz, soul. Like I love Lauryn Hill, Corinne Belly Ray. Leon Le Havas types, Bob Marley, um, you'll hear a lot of those influences in my music, like, I take from everything, you know, and when you're working with musicians who, whose song preference, not song preference, <laughs> genre preferences are, like, all over the map as well, like, how can you not include that in your creative process, you know, it's kind of all over the place, but I would say soul pop. Okay. And how does your life and your culture play into your writing, into your songs? Um, well, a lot of my songs are about my friends or personal situations, conversations that I've had. Um, and genre-wise, I mean, my family's from Belize, so I grew up with a lot of reggae wow. in my ears, cool. so rhythmically I feel like you can sort of hear that in my song even if it's not a reggae song like the rhythm is always kind of off for like difference um, so yeah <laughs> yeah I remember one song I think it I can't remember it off the top right now but I do remember the groove to it yeah, and then you did this Adele cover, and it had the reggaeton, <laughs> and it was really cool. Yeah. I actually posted that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. So as a musician, a singer, you don't gig all day long, do you? No, I don't. Right. So what do you do during your free time or during your day? During my day? Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, I have been doing some freelance work. Right. Um, freelance in the sense that I can basically make my own schedule which is a blessing in itself because I've been looking for an opportunity like this for a while I'm working with a photographer um, who's actually Harlem based shout out oh. to Keston Duke Photography 
shout out. <laughs> um, but he's great, and that was a great opportunity I got a few months back, just assisting him doing PR work and such. So if I'm not there, I'm at home. I love to be at home. <laughs> and this is my Cancerian ways of just being in my special place. Um, but yeah, at home, riding, relaxing, spending time with friends, um, just surrounding myself with really great people. Um, but yeah, it's like the days go by really fast. Right? So actually, even when I'm at home, I'll like look down, look up, and three hours have passed. I'm like, oh my gosh, where is the day gone? Um, but I do like to spend a lot of time outside when the weather is nice. Not not so much recently because it's been so cold, but definitely like when I first got back up here um, last summer, I spent lots of time in Central Park walking around Manhattan and just being outside always. Yeah. yeah, and it's beautiful. We're sitting here at what, Pier A Park and sitting by the water. The weather is gorgeous. I love it out here. And I wish you could see New York right across the river. Yes. Beautiful. So when did you discover Erica Flowers, the singer-songwriter? Um, it wasn't until towards the end of high school is when I actually started writing some. And it was mainly like with my siblings just like messing around and stuff. Um, but it got full on when I got to college where I was writing and I knew that I wanted to like venture into doing original music because um, before then I had been classically trained. So that was my main focus, opera, mm-hmm. um, until I realized that wasn't really my passion my freshman year at Loyola. Um, Like when you have so many people surrounding you doing something that they love in that specific genre and you see yourself just like, oh, yeah, this is cool and all, but I don't go to sleep thinking about this. You know, I don't wake up in the morning like, oh, I can't wait to practice this aria. I'm just like, man, I can't wait to like jam out with the bands. I need to get a band together. So that summer after my freshman year, it just came to me. I'm like, listen, I've been writing these songs. I think they're pretty cool. Let me share them with my friends and see if they would be down to, like, work on it once school starts back up. And that's basically how it happened. I, like, sent them a couple videos over the summer of me singing some songs. Like, hey, guys, like, what ideas do you think you have for this? I had the lyrics and the melody down. And I definitely had an idea of, like instrumentation and what I heard as far as the music goes um but yeah it was a combined effort and like I said earlier and like I always say I'm just so grateful to always have supportive people surrounding me um because that first band that was September we started that 2010 Oh, wow. Great, yeah, it's a long time ago. Great group of musicians. The first band I had actually had a, for, a horn section. Whoa. Yeah. Lots of New Orleans influence with that addition. Wow. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was basically what started the whole Erica Flowers thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Wow. Do you have any upcoming projects? You're working on songs, I know. Yes. Um, so when can we expect that? Um, you can expect it in spring. Spring is coming up soon. So, yeah, yeah with this move to New Orleans, there's going to be a lot going on. Um, and the release of a couple tracks is definitely in the mix of that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's been a long time coming. People are waiting. There's a lot of pressure from everyone um, for it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you get scrutinized because of time and such. I think of artists like D'Angelo who released like such great projects and then like, dropped off the face of the earth. Um, life happens, you know? Yeah. And that's how I've always thought about it. And I'm on a journey of my own. Other people are on their journey as well. And I'm excited for my own journey. And I feel like had I not gone through a lot of the things that I've been through, I wouldn't have gotten to this point. These new songs wouldn't have come about without me going through some stuff or meeting some new people in my life. So, I mean, everything's going to happen at the best time that it's supposed to happen, especially for me. Yeah. So I just know that once these tracks are released, like it's going to be something that I'm proud of sharing. Mm -hmm. And down the line, I'm not going to be like, ew, it could have been better. You know, I mean, you always think your work could be better to strive to perfection, to strive for perfection is kind of unrealistic because what is perfect at that time we're not gonna see as perfect a couple months a couple weeks a couple days after you're gonna be like oh this could have been different i wish we added this you know hey connectors sorry for the pause but here's a quick ad for vip online tutoring service i am a teacher an online teacher at vip kid and basically during my travels, I still needed like a side hustle, right? I'm all for the side hustle. Teachers, if you are looking for a side hustle, check out VIP Kid. You should have an experience, some type of experience with teaching, ESL, online tutoring. ESL, oh yeah, is English as second language. But if you don't, maybe you still qualify. So I think you should check them out. Oh, and tell them I sent you. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to people hearing what I've been up to. And in moving to New Orleans as well, I'm looking to collaborate with some producers, different bands, and just continue to grow. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I have my voice. I definitely think I have my own tone. Mm -hmm. And there's something unique about my voice. But in terms of the style, I'm still soul searching um and i'm really open to trying some new things i'm excited so. <laughs> you got me excited um so where do you see yourself in a year from now you would have been in new orleans with amazing other musicians and producers if we met a year from today what would you have accomplished um, I would have a project released, and the goal after that is to be touring. So, I mean, 
start small. I'm not aiming for Madison Square Garden right off the bat. That's definitely a goal of mine. But, you know, local tours, um, the Northeast area, D.C., Philly, down south, New Orleans areas, Mississippi and such, just continuing to build my fan base. I know from experience, a year goes by really fast. Like, I've been back home in New York for a year and a half, basically, and it does not feel that long. Like, time has just, like, flew by. So... But definitely releasing a project and starting to tour that project and just continue to grow the fan base, build it, um, get myself out there. Yeah. All right. Some more people know about Erica Flowers. Y'all hear her, connectors. Erica Flowers. So this part of the show, I have this plane. We can go anywhere in the world, any anywhere we have a bunch of gas and when we go to this place you will meet the people who inspire your art and you will share your art with this person or people because I have a plane so they can come on too whatever Um, you will share your art with these people and maybe there's someone there people there who you would like to get advice from wow um there are a lot of places that I want to go um I can say that I would like to go to Africa specifically to visit Egypt um and I guess this goes back to my childhood before I wanted to be a singer I actually wanted to be an Egyptologist I'm pretty sure on some of my school projects that's written down somewhere if I could find that anywhere I know. It's so random. But I had a huge interest in Egypt when I was younger. Um, I mean, Africa as a whole is just amazing. And everywhere is so different. Um, But Egypt is like... You hear stories from like biblical times and such as well is just like the pharaohs and everything just the egyptian gods and it's just so interesting it's so dense and just to see like how these people lived the pyramids like how did they build that Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to me and i feel like there's so much to learn um yeah i think i would just be in awe and just be like staring at things like how how did this come to be Mm -hmm. and I know clearly a lot of manual labor went into it and I feel like that's what draws me so much to Egypt was because it took so much work Mm. um like you can't tell me looking at those pyramids like that didn't take I mean there are plenty of <laughs> I feel like I'm all over the place with this question no um, no because no. I've never thought about it like that people actually build these huge structures that are thousands of years old and a lot of them are still standing yeah 
and we have buildings, let the wind blow too hard and it's gone. Mm -hmm. I just like places with a lot of history mm -hmm. and Egypt is a place with a lot of history and a place of interest from childhood. So it's been a long time. And that's definitely some place I'm interested in going. Um, but another place would be Thailand. Yes. Um, I absolutely love Thai food. Yes. And their culture, oh. everything is just so beautiful about them. I look at pictures of Thailand. I'm just like, man, why can't I teleport there uh -huh. like right now? Um, so if there was any place where I could just pick up and leave right now and like live for a couple months, it would probably be Thailand. Right. I feel like that's pretty... Uh, I feel like that's, <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be easier than me picking up and saying I'm going to Egypt. <laughs> I think I agree with you, <laughs> um, but I'm down for either. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of politics involved with Egypt. So I think Thailand would be more of a place that would be more accepting of my music. Mm -hmm. There's a hu huge like tourist scene out there. So that as well. Um, people speak English um, to say that uh, yeah I don't know I mean I just I want everyone to hear my music and be able to appreciate it I was having a conversation about this yesterday actually with some friends talking about how reggae music is so universal mm -hmm. um, and people of so many backgrounds they all appreciate Bob Marley yeah you know like you put on a Bob Marley song and it's just going to get you moving. Even if you don't know what they're saying, mm -hmm. you're just like swaying and everyone's like into it. Funk music is another genre that we were discussing as well. And at the end of the day, it comes down to how you make people feel. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to understand the language. When Beyonce is going to China, right. like they might have her songs memorized, but they don't always know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And she's not always understanding what they're saying as well but when the music comes on it's something that they're able to connect to yes and that's the music mm -hmm. you know so wherever i go whether it's in the u.s or international i want to be able to get people to feel that way or just be touched by my words if they understand it mm -hmm. or the music that they hear um, so I can't, I feel like I'm dancing around the question, but I can't really pinpoint where exactly I would like to go. I know with the internet and media, your music can go so far without you even stepping foot in a place. Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of that. But to actually be there and witness people feeling, listening and vibing yes. to your music, that's another thing. And I would love to do that in Egypt or Thailand and Europe and everywhere. Okay. <laughs> so who who inspires your music? Your friends inspire your songwriting, but who are you inspired by? Um, when I was younger, I listened to a lot of the divas, mm -hmm. Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, and such there's a lot of ballads mm -hmm. in that realm um, I always find myself writing these slow songs um, but recently I've been listening to a lot of you know Karim Billy Ray 
this girl group King. They're really good. Out of um, I think they went to Berkeley College of Music. Um, who else do I like right now? It's just so many people. Leon Lahavas is a huge oh, one. Yeah. She's so good. There's just a lot of new people I've been playing. Um, this dude, I saw him live last year. Jesse Boykins, the third. Okay, He's yeah. really good as well. Um, I like Kimbra. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of people. I just... Janelle Monet. It's a lot of new names, but I listen to a lot of new things. And to take it back, I mean... Shaka Khan, I like have a whole discography saved on my Spotify. So like if I'm around the train, I might turn on some Shaka Khan. Her voice is just so powerful. Yeah. The music is just so funky. Like everyone is just so into it. You know, like it makes you want to make that stank face. So it's like drawing from so many things like the chill vibe, but keeping in mind that the music needs to be upbeat sometimes to get people dancing. Um, but I write lyrics and melodies first, so what's to follow is just based on what I'm feeling from that, you know, Mm -hmm. like what kind of groove comes with this melody, like what's the tempo of this song, okay, cool, what kind of groove do I want, this is about to be like reggae, no, this is going to be like funky, cool. So I know I want some four on the floor, drums, you know, like it just builds. And I can't say when I start a song, I knew what it was going to sound like at the end because songs have changed completely. I think I was telling you this the other day about one of the songs I performed, Have You Ever? That's like one of the first songs that I wrote actually in New Orleans. And the way it was performed first it is not at all how it's performed now mm-hmm. you know so a lot of my songs have grown i've grown like times are changing yeah. you know like you get influenced by different things um yeah it's all a process I can't really pinpoint things. (laughs) No, no, it is a process. And I appreciate you knowing that it is a process. And you'll be able to see yourself 10 years from now, looking back at Have You Ever, the first take, and seeing how much you have grown. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell yourself, your younger self? If you could do it all over again and knowing that you are going to be a singer, songwriter, 10-year-old Erica Flowers learning how to play the piano, what would you tell yourself? Um, To be your authentic self and to not be fearless and really not to second-guess yourself. I feel like a lot of times, and this goes for a lot of artists, you, there's a lot of room for comparison. Um, People will compare you like, oh, you sound like so-and-so and whatnot, and that really shouldn't get you discouraged. I feel like sometimes I've let that discourage me, like, oh, no, I want to sound like myself. But no, people always want that reference, like, who does this person sound like? Oh, it sounds like so-and-so. Um... And 
throughout the years, I've had the opportunity to work alongside some great people who've gone on to do really great things. And, you know, sometimes we are human. We do second guess ourselves. And I feel like as an artist, even more so because your art is like who you are. And it's such a sensitive area topic of conversation like what you do like you're putting your soul out there for people to basically judge you you know and say whether or not they feel it or not Mm -hmm. and sometimes that might influence you to be like oh well people weren't feeling this let me step outside of my authentic self and do something that I know they're gonna like you know and that's not how it should be um So, yeah, I would definitely say to myself, like, continue to do you, don't second guess yourself and be fearless. I feel like I've had some great opportunities. I've met some great people. And, you know, that that thought of fear comes into mind, like, well, what if this happens? Mm -hmm. What if I go on to do this? Like, oh, my gosh, that's so scary, you know, and Sometimes you let that fear hold you back from opportunities, you know, and you miss opportunities because you are fearful of what's to come, what will happen next, like who you might lose in the process, Mm -hmm. you know, and you really can't think of that. You just have to fulfill your purpose and do what you love. And when you're doing what you love, Um, I'm religious Mm -hmm. so yeah when I mean I believe we were all put on this earth for a purpose and when you're doing what you love God will provide and place people in your life place opportunities in your life at the right time and you have to be prepared for that and just follow through with it and be fearless Mm -hmm. you know yeah (laughs) as I told the um the photographer who was on last episode your gift your art will make room for you your art your gift your passion is from God and as you just said when you're doing what you're supposed to do he will provide he will make room so I encourage you connectors be fearless do what you're supposed to do Follow your dreams, follow your passions, just like Erica is, because now she is off to New Orleans. When? Next week? Yeah, next week, Tuesday. So is that like four or five days away now? Wow. Wow. And I mean, like I said, this goes back to me telling my younger self to be fearless. Like when the opportunity comes, like, why not? Like, a lot of people have been asking me, why are you going to New Orleans? Why are you going back there? And I'm just like, why not? Like, I have the opportunity to do so. There is nothing stopping me. I can afford to do so. So I'm going to do it, you know? Because at the end of the day, like, you only have one life to live. You never know when your day is going to come. So I'm going to do what makes me happy in the process of that. And I think... When you're happy, you get the best results. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially in the creative process, when you're surrounding yourself with the right people, like I said, you do what you love. Yeah. And those opportunities will come your way. So I'm doing what I love to do right now, and that is to float off to New Orleans. (laughs) 
Well, I wish I could go with you, but that is not my next destination. Um, do you have any upcoming shows, possibly in New Orleans? I don't have any set shows right now in New Orleans because I do need to take in mind that I need to settle into my new place. Um, picking up and moving all your stuff is not an easy task. <laughs> maybe, so maybe an unpacking party. Unpacking party. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I was telling you this, the spot that we have has like a huge backyard area. So I might just set up shop there. Yeah throw up a PA system be like come over y'all <laughs> we're about to play a show um no but I mean I'm definitely going to be posting upcoming shows on my website ericaflowers.com as well on my as well as my social platforms I'm on Facebook Instagram and such so you will definitely be in the know but as of right now I need to get settled in and booking will commence once I'm settled in and you know get this thing going again this has been so awesome thank you so much for having me here in your space in pier a park what's that lackawanna railroad rail station yeah Yeah, i'm just taking it all in and i really appreciate you having me here you being on the show connectors you know where to check me out Amps Connected on Instagram, or if you want to, I don't know, have a question, want to see how you can be on Connected the Podcast, you know where to email me, info.ampsconnected at gmail.com, or if you want to tweet me, ampscnxtd, or if you want to just, I don't know, say hey, I'm usually on Instagram. DM me because it goes down in the DMs. <laughs> I love that song. I, I just heard it like two nights ago and I was like, what? I lo- yeah, it is. But Erica, thank you again. Connectors, tell her bye. Bye, Erica. Bye.